I think something that me and you both realized was first, you have to do what's best for your family, right. whatever that may look like. Um, and whatever you as a mom go with your gut. Mm-hmm. And then also there's always going to be good and bad in every school. Right. Hey, moms, do you ever get tired of trying to be the perfect mom or wonder how you're going to make it through the day? I know I do. I'm Kendall Yanez, a mom of two, perfectionist, and a recovering people pleaser. Sort of. Being a mom is the most rewarding but hardest job you can have. Behind every good kid is a mom who believes she is failing. If you're looking for a fun and safe, judgment-free community of mamas to talk about all the good and bad that comes with this crazy, most beautiful thing called motherhood, you're in the right place. I'm no expert, but on this podcast, we're going to get real and honest. I interview moms in different walks of life. They all have different stories to share and advice to give. Rather you need advice, you're looking for clarity, or you need a good laugh with some girlfriends. That's what we're here for. So let's walk through motherhood together. Welcome to the podcast. Mama, you're doing great. Before we start laughing, crying, and feeling all the emotions us mamas like to feel, please take a second to hit that subscribe button to this podcast so you can come back every other week and hear more mom friends share their stories. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Kendall Yanez and at Mama You're Doing Great Podcast. Don't forget to check out the Mama You're Doing Great website to shop my apparel and to see how you can get connected with other mamas like you. Let's get started. She's back. She's my best friend, co-worker, go-to for all life questions, Christian counsel, and mostly anything motherhood. She was on season one of the podcast. I brought her back sooner than I thought, but I thought she would be great for this topic. She has five kids, ages from college to Mother's Day out and all in between. She's been around the block a time or two when it comes to school supplies, car rider lines, crying after dropping off her kindergartner and college student off in the same year. The everyday busy life routine of getting kids to and from school and after school activities and homework. I don't know how she does it, but we're about to find out. She's here to share all her tips and tricks for back to school. Here she is, Jen McCarroll. Hey, Jen. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. I knew I would have you back on. (laughs) This is a little quicker than I thought, but we've been talking about school coming back and I just thought you you were kind of an expert. You got all ranges, <laughs> so been around the block. So um, today we're going to talk about schools back in session. You know, some schools might have started already at this point. Some might be starting in the next few weeks. But um, I think moms are excited for kids to go back. Yay. But then, <laughs> but then you know me over here, first time mom going to put my kindergartner in. It's a little scary, and so. I think talking about the fears, but then the positivity in it all as well is something that maybe we could enlighten some moms and sure. Like when you put your first in kindergarten, were did you have fears and like what were your fears? 
I did. I remember walking him down that first day and just wondering who his friends were going to be. Is the teacher going to be nice? What happens if he hurts himself? Is she going to give him the same care that I do? You know, is he going to be able to go to the bathroom by himself? I mean, those are real life things, especially sometimes boys, they get, you know, busy doing stuff and they sometimes forget to use the restroom. So, yeah, those were all fears of mine. Yeah, that's a big fear of mine. I'm like, it's a restroom in the classroom. Uh, some schools are in kindergarten. Some aren't. Um, I found out the school he's going to does not. But they were like, we just train him. It's right down the hallway. I'm like, okay, it'll be fine. I think my biggest fear is, you know, he's been going to the same daycare since he was one. He's have the same three friends and he's comfortable there. He loves it. And I know he's going to make friends and all that. But it's just, you know, that fear of new and he's yeah. a little fish in a big pond right. so yeah that's my like fear right now and um I think one of my biggest fear and my husband's like you're borrowing trouble before we need to is like I grew up with dyslexia and so I struggled in school and so that is a fear of mine um that we're gonna get tested that or you know he's gonna have learning disability or whatever. And if he does, we'll be fine. I know right, that. But, right. you know, you always want the best for your kids right. and the easy route kind of, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Yeah. No, did you have any experiences? I don't remember having that. No, I don't remember them ever testing. I remember testing uh, Ethan for, oh, the gifted and talented. And he was mortified that I even had him tested for that because it you know, put like, they drew him out of class and then they tested him. And he was like, don't ever do that to me again. I don't ever. What does that mean? It's like the gift and talented. Like if they're just like on the verge of being like extra smart and they just think differently. So they will pull them out. If they test for it, then they, and they pass and they pull them out a couple of times, I think of the week and they give them extra work to help, you know, challenge them. Okay. He didn't pass, but he didn't answer the questions. Like he probably knew either. He- He did not want that attention on him of getting pulled out. So then on the other side, I had dyslexia. And so I got pulled out and it was like, I don't know. I don't. And maybe no one even noticed or no one even said anything. But like, I just felt like that, like loser, like, and you're not a loser. Like as an adult now, I know that. But as a kid, you're like, why am I different? Like, Mm -hmm. why am I getting pulled out? Or, oh my gosh, do not call on me to read. Yeah, I'm just right. like mumbling. So if I mess up, no one will know. <laughs> but these are just fears that I have for my children. I, I want them to thrive and just like know that they're great and know that they're smart and they're kind and all these things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just mom's fear, I think. I think he's going to be great. I really do. I know. I know. So do you have fears like um, for like junior high and high school? Are those just like totally different fears? They are. Um, I think once they enter into middle school or junior high, they don't, you don't really have control over their friends or what they, who they talk to. A lot of times that, I mean, that's when we gave our kids our cell, their cell phones. And so you kind of are branching out on trusting if they're responsible enough to handle that and handle the pressures of what the cell phone can bring. But it also opens up other friend groups that you don't really have control like you did maybe when they were in elementary. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think you have those fears and middle school and junior high is just different because you're dealing with seven different teachers versus just the one or maybe two. Yeah. I think the max I had was three in fifth grade with one of the, the kids. 
yeah. it is a lot different and getting all the multiple emails is overwhelming when you've got seven and you've got three kids that have seven teachers it's a lot of emails and a lot of communicating yeah so how is that like what are some tips on keeping in touch with the teacher and just making sure you know the kids are because i mean as they get older you want to you know extend your leash and let Mm -hmm. them explore and make sure they can do their own homework and all that but at the same time you know if you feel like "Eh, i need to check in is it easy to contact the teachers what is the like is there a trick on that i mean it's it's definitely easy to contact them because they give you their emails i really try not to hound the teachers because I feel like once they hit middle school, middle school is a great time for them to figure life out because their grades don't matter like in high school. And so if they're going to fail, let them fail in middle school and learn, try to learn some lessons um, on their maybe, own, on their own, that life can teach them that you're not trying to teach, that you're not teaching. Um, and so I think that that's always a great time for them to learn those things out and be learn them more being independent so i really when they get to middle school try to really step back and not really check in on them as much i mean i got the emails that said oh your child's missing an assignment or you can set like if you want it to notify you if they got like below an 80 or below a 70 it'll send you an email let you know what class they're behind in So those are just good, just like, oh, let me just nudge the kid a little bit. But I never really reached out to teachers very rarely because I wanted them to figure that out. And I really tried to encourage them at that point to start emailing their teachers and asking what they can do to bring their grade up. Is there any assignments that they're missing? And just kind of encourage them to do that. There was a couple times I had to jump in, but that's what I do like about middle school time frame. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's life lessons at a young age to learn for the future. So, you know, reaching out to the teacher or principal, I mean, elementary, you know, like my thing is you had said, you know, Lane's going into kindergarten and you and several other moms had encouraged me, hey, like, you know, just email the principal and just say, hey, this is how their personality is. Like, this is, you know, how they learn because they don't know my child like I do. But I was afraid, like, I don't want to be like putting a target on my kids back that they're like, oh, that there's that mom. Mm -hmm. But, um... You know, I did it and they were super nice to me. So we'll see, you know, when he starts, how that goes. I think that's very important because they need to know what kind of learning environment your child is in. And um, they want your child to thrive just as much as you do. And so they're going to try to put him wherever he's going to thrive the most. Do you recommend doing that? Like, I mean, throughout just in kindergarten or like you think it's okay, like throughout elementary at our school, at the end of kindergarten, you're allowed to fill out a form that says any kind of request. Like you may find that he does not work well with Susie or Johnny or whatever. And you can ask to not be put in that child, like put your child with their child oh, next okay. year. Okay. And our, at our school, I don't know if all of them are like that, but so yeah, you can, you can request what kind of teacher you want not supposed to name drop, but you can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not always guaranteed, but. Right, right. Hey, friends. I'm a big believer in anyone can do anything they set their minds to. In 2020, both my mom and I started our side hustles at the same time and became each other's biggest cheerleaders and teachers. My mom has been a hairstylist for over 20 years and finally opened her dream online boutique just a few months back. She loves all things fashion and beauty products. She has always loved making women just like you feel beautiful every day. And now she's getting to help you step out in style with a divine image. Her motto is life isn't always perfect, but our outfits can be. 
My mom and I joined together to give you a special thank you for supporting our small businesses. When you shop at Her Boutique, use the code MAMA10 and you'll get 10% off your total purchase. Head on over to divineimagesboutique.com and shop all the cute and affordable clothes, accessories, beauty products, and more. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Let's get back to the show. So, um, have you ever been involved in the PTO? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> Highly recommend it. Okay, so people have said that. Yes. So, why is that? It, you're just up there, and you can see, and he knows that you're there, and uh, the teachers, you know, can see you, too. I just think it shows that you're involved, and I, and I think that that's important to be involved, and I think that they... You know, it'll open up more, con like, communication with the teacher as well. Right, right. Yeah, I, like just going I mean, up there to like do cutting or laminating or yeah those kinds of things I think are just great. Yeah. Also meet other moms. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So how do we prepare our hearts as moms sending our babies off, no matter if it's kindergarten, middle school, high school, college? A lot of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I have the answer to that. I, I mean, just praying a lot and just, I always took the first day of school off from work. I wanted to be there to drop them off and to be the right one to pick them up. And I always like to try to make cookies on the first day so that there was cookies at home or we did it when they got home, we made them together. Buying the ones that slice and bake. I don't spend a lot of time baking them or make, preparing them. I just do the store-bought ones. Something just to something celebrate. To celebrate, make it- yeah. Then we've done ice cream after the first day. Sometimes we've done that before. It always just helped me to be the one to pick them up, I guess. So I always took the first day off. Okay, so what are the tips and tricks on the first few days, first week of getting out of the house, getting into the car rider line or dropping, you know, get him on the bus or um, picking him up? Yeah, um, I prepare a lot before the night before as much as you can the night before if they can lay their clothes out. It always helps, you know, make as much of the lunch together. Always can do the snack the night before, writing their name. We always had to write the name on the Ziploc bag because usually they put the snacks all in one location. Preparing the water bottle the night before so that they're ready to take that. And then the morning of, we always did no electronics in the morning, so we didn't turn the TV on. Sometimes we'll play music. Um, I always like to do like a good morning song. And then I think setting a timer like five minutes before you need to leave and that goes off and it's just like, hey, okay, it's time to get our shoes on. Let's start moving and then get out the door. And you kind of keep that schedule throughout the year, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, the first week probably prepare like an extra 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you know, but getting everything done the night before. I mean, just for my little ones getting in daycare, I've noticed like we get the backpack ready, we get the water bottle ready and we find the shoes and they're by the door because that's like always the thing that makes you late. It's like, no, I want these shoes or where's the other shoe? And you (laughs) you're running around, you're like, find your shoe. Yes. (laughs) I have a basket of our shoes and they just sit underneath the bench by the back door and they just pull the Shoes out of the basket and we go. But yeah, I would prepare as much the night before. And you do have to allow traffic is going to be horrible the first two weeks of school. Okay. I mean, pick up and drop off. You have to allow that extra time. Okay. So what are the tips and tricks for like car rider drop off and pick up? I never found drop off to be a big deal because I think there's such a big window. But picking up, man, those people sit in that car line an hour before school gets out and they're waiting. Um, I personally like to almost wait till school gets out. Then I leave and I'm at the back, but you like that. I like it. Cause I'm not sitting in the car for 45 minutes with the toddler. 
Okay. But because you have another one. I in. do. Yeah. If I didn't have another one, I'd probably sit there and read a book. Just okay. go sit in the car ride line and read a book and. Cause I had a, I had a mom friend that told me this story about her child in junior high now, but she had told me the story about her first going to kindergarten and she had like a newborn. And so she was just a nervous strike all day long. She kept like driving past the school and then she was like, okay, school's about to get out. It was like 10 minutes before she got her newborn in the car. And then she was at the very end. And by the time, you know, 45 minutes later, she gets to the front and gets her kindergartner in and the kindergartner's crying (laughs) saying that I thought you forgot me. And I'm like, okay, let me not (laughs) do that. I think that the first couple of months, I usually was one of the first ones in line, but towards the end, I'm like, you're fine. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, they're playing with their friends, come too early. Yeah, you yeah. pick them up late, they're maxed to the last one. Right. So, <laughs> right. That's too funny. Okay, so what are some exciting things that, you know, about school? Like elementary, high school, being involved, like all the things. Well, I think, what do you um, love about it? Oh, I love the friends that they make. It's always fun to see that. And we've been fortunate. We've had really great teachers, especially in in you know, um, elementary days. Um, and then when they get older, it's fun to see them grow and learn and um, starting to do stuff on their own and succeeding at life. It's always great. Mm -hmm. So have you had any experiences where your child comes home and asks you questions that you weren't prepared for at like a young age? I mean, how do you handle that? There's always those questions. You're like, Oh wait, can I have a 10 minute briefer here? (laughs) Time out. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. I rather it may be like someone's bullying them on how to handle that, or mm-hmm. vice versa, or things that maybe we believe and he heard that maybe you don't believe. Um, just all kinds of questions. It's just yeah, scares my, me. My high schooler got actually got hit this year by one of her friends, and I didn't know about it until four weeks later, and that was hard as a mom because you always want to be there to, to go to the rescue but she didn't want me to say anything to the principal she didn't want to be called out which I understand her and her friend have worked it out but you know just the it makes me sad that she had to go through that but at the same time that is part of life and the lessons that she's learned is that sometimes your friends really aren't real friends and I know it's a tough lesson to learn but it's one that we all figure out and, you know, grow from it. So that, that was tough. My son got bullied at in middle school this year as well, same year. And that was hard too. And I still question if I did the right thing, but I did not email the principal. He didn't want me to. And um, some of the teachers there said they could have looked at footage, but I don't know, you know, it's just a tough, it's a tough, sticky road. Like, cause you don't want to be that helicopter mom that drawn all the extra attention and putting a target on, on, their back. on their back, but you don't want to not stand up for your kids as well. So it is really hard, but I mean, it's just, you just kind of look at those situations and figure out what's the best lesson to be learned. And, you know, my son learned a valuable lesson that, you know, just kind of be aware of your surroundings, know who's, who's on your back, who's, who's coming up behind you. Like all those things just, you know, I mean, his, his incident happened in the bathroom when he was going to the restroom and a kid just came in and hit his head, you know, up against the wall while he was in the middle of peeing and, you know, just, boys being ugly, you know? And then the kindergartner this year, you know, got to experience kids in her class pulling down their pants and kids jumping off desks and not behaving right. And so, yeah, you do have those talks with them. They just have to take every talk as like, okay, what can be the life lesson here to help us grow? Yeah, for sure. 
And then you have, you know, as parents, you're like, okay, do we continue to stay in this school? Right. Do we not? Like, at what point do you change? change and yeah. um, who they're surrounded by or what the school believes. And, and so, like, parenting is like the hardest thing ever, you know, because you yeah. want to make the right decisions, but then you don't want to, you know, you're like, well, if we pull them, then will they be not be exposed to anything or just like life mm-hmm. lessons? And um, it's funny because. I don't know, what was it, mid-July, me and you, neither of us knew (laughs) where our kids were going to go to school because we were tossing that back and forth. And, you know, do we go private school? Do we go homeschool? Do you, you know, are we moving? Do we like the district? Do we not like the district? And I think something that me and you both realized was, first, you have to do what's best for your family, whatever that may look like um, and whatever you as a mom go with your gut. Mm -hmm. And then also there's always going to be good and bad in every school, right? right. There's every district, every, so it's like, you can't run from every problem, Yeah. but you just make the best decision that is best for your family at that time. Right. Right. So yeah, it's really hard. (laughs) And I feel like that's why I really wanted to have do this episode with you because I feel like this has been our main topic this whole summer was just school. Right. And you guiding me through like my fears and my concerns and, and then just me kind of talking to you about yours as well. And just kind of just encouraging each other and whatever decision we make is going to be the best decision for our family. Yes. And they're going to be okay. Yep. For sure. Hey friends. I want to take a second to share with y'all a company I love and style for it's plunder design. The mission at Plunder Design is to help you find her, that beautiful, unapologetic girl inside yourself and others. Plunder Design helps us women be real, raw, and relatable. And you know that's what this podcast is all about. Plunder offers vintage jewelry at a savvy price. The jewelry is affordable, high quality, and appeals to women of all ages and style. Whether you're shopping for your perfect addition to your jewelry collection or designing a personal keepsake, Plunder has plenty to choose from. If you want to check it out, head on over to plunderdesign.com backslash Yanez and shop with the party name podcast. Okay, so let's touch base a little bit about some school supplies and clothes shopping. Okay, so some, when this episode airs, you know, some might have already done this, but I think this might help in the future or schools that aren't in session yet. You know, you can buy the package for, you know, our school is $95 and it's like all comes in one. You don't have to shop anywhere. For the school supplies. For the school supplies, right? But you had told me about Walmart. You can go online and then you can click, you can find your school supply list in there and then click add to cart and it just adds all the supplies. So you can add or delete, delete or whatever, right. you know, depending. Because you were saying, like, elementary, everything just goes to a community pile. Right, yes. Versus junior high and high school, they can kind of pick what they want. It's their personal stuff, right? Right, yes. The bad thing about junior high and high school is you don't get the list from the teachers until that first week. And so you don't, you kind of have to kind of prepare beforehand because I feel like if you wait till then, then all the stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. everybody's kind of picked it all over and I don't feel like they restock it like they do at the end of July and beginning of August. But yeah, with elementary, yeah, pick and choose. Right, right. So school clothes, do you buy a whole bunch at the beginning of the school year? Do you wait? I mean, we live in Texas, so it's still hot until mm-hmm. almost November. You know, depending, I mean, some schools have uniforms. Um, I think most probably don't. I don't know. Maybe not. But Probably not. So what do you recommend on that? Uh, I only buy like the first day outfit and then maybe be one or two outfits after that and then I don't really buy a whole lot until they need it right we do buy a new pair of shoes always try to get them a new pair of shoes before school starts so each year do your children get a new backpack and lunchbox or how does that work 
They used to, but gosh, back in the day, um, Toys R Us used to do a buy the backpack, get the lunchbox free, and that was great. It was like 20 bucks and you got both. But so sad they don't tour it. I know. <laughs> now they get them and then some, my high schooler, I don't know, hers always break. And so she, she got a new one mid-year and then it broke again. So she'll get a new backpack, but my son has a really nice Under Armour one and it's great. So he'll keep it. And then the first grader, hers is still good too. So I don't really, I do maybe get new lunchboxes because those to me are really gross. Mm-hmm. But the backpack, if it still zips up and there's no holes, we keep it. <laughs> Right. And that's why I really was shocked. My son, he picked just a navy and red Under Armour backpack. And I did not like push him to that. But I'm glad he did because I was afraid he was going to pick a character. And then like in a few months, he was over that character. Or like when he got there, he was like, oh, that kid has this backpack. I want that backpack. So I was like, you know what? I don't mind doing a character on a lunchbox because it's a little bit cheaper. And like you said, they're gross and he might lose these in kindergarten. Right. So I'm like, well, we'll do that for the lunchbox. So the backpack, I'm hoping it It'll last us and he won't, you know, want. I'm like, we can add a keychain or something if you want. Okay, so somebody told me not to put their name on the backpack. Yeah. What do you think? I did, but I understand. I think it's for a lot of the kids who like either are walking and they have their backpack because a stranger can call their name out. Mm -hmm. And then your child doesn't know if it's a stranger or not because they actually know their name. So I can see the the downside of putting the name on the backpack. I mean, initials are always great. I do the initials on the backpack and then the name on the lunchbox. So have you ever done a safety word with your child no what's that Okay, so um, I've heard where it's like you come up with a word and no one knows the word except like mom and dad and like grandparents or whoever you have assigned to pick up the child. And okay. so say like you, like as a friend, I'm like, hey, I'm running late, like, or something happens in the family and you are like, hey, I can, I can help you. I can pick up Lane. I'm like, okay, the safety word is this. I mean, like Lane knows you, so he probably right. wouldn't ask you. Right. But like Lane's supposed to be like, what's a safety word? Okay. The kids will say, what's the safety word? And the, the adult idea. is supposed to know the safety word. So it's okay for the kid to go with them. Oh, that's a great idea. So Because if something happens during the day, like a family emergency, right. and the parent can't get there to the child um, and a friend or somebody that doesn't normally pick up the child, they have that safety word. Oh, so that's the, the kid idea. knows. That's a great idea. So I would always email the teacher, hey, I can't pick up today someone says gonna pick up right I think nowadays you probably have to but I was just thinking when you were saying walking yeah like if you're a walker mm-hmm. or someone you know you're you're out at the playground you know you know there's creepers out yeah. there yes, yes. <laughs> you know you're like ah. so that and that's hard because you like don't want you teach your kids and not talk to strangers but then you like want your kids to be like nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so oh god okay parenting's a struggle yeah. um okay so let's just wrap it up with I guess just some words of encouragement and some just little piece of advice. I would try your best not to get frustrated in the morning. It's always sad when they get frustrated in the morning and they go off to school crying. So, And those are hard because when you're rushing, 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 I found myself sometimes this year just getting so frustrated with her because she was not moving as quickly as I wanted her to. And then one day it just clicked with me. I just told her, I was like, you know what? If you're tardy, it's really going to be okay. And it, and it will be. But she was mortified and did not want to be tardy. And so then that kind of helped the rest of the year. She would get up and get going and doing her stuff because she didn't want to be tardy. That one tardy is all it took. And she's, she was in kindergarten. She was and in she kindergarten. realized that. Yeah. And so I 
I just think that it's more important to get your kid off, even if they're late, without them being upset because you either got on to them or you got kind or you want to teach them to be on time because that's something we've got to learn throughout life. But at the same time, they're still so little that they're learning that you don't want them to go to school upset or sad. Right. And just like even high school or college, junior high, I mean, those are lessons that you kind of have to let them learn. Right. Because so many tardies equals whatever. And that's the consequence that they made at an older age that, you know, that could teach a life lesson. Right. We actually they have too many tardies. They can't exempt those finals. So, so. then they got to study. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not there yet, but just from like going, you know, working and then going to daycare and there's so many mornings that I'm the same way. I'm just frustrated. And like this morning, Lane goes, are we late? And I'm yeah. like, no, we're not late, but it's all about, you know, when we're walking out the door, you know, we can't find our shoes or whatever, maybe. But I think giving yourself grace, especially yeah. like you said, the first few weeks and getting in that routine and everybody might need a little grace to yes. learn and emotions are high, right. like going to a new school or meeting new friends in the new classroom. Right. And so, and I was speaking to myself. I know, <laughs> I know. There's a couple of times I went and I sat, I, I went and sat in the car and I just waited for her to come. <laughs> Because I was like, if I'm going to sit in this house, I'm going to yell at her. So I'm just going to sit and wait for her. When she gets there, I will leave. That's great. It's <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, happy back to school. Yay. Thanks for chit-chatting with yeah, me. That was fun. All right. Good luck, mamas. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you can resonate with what you heard. If you want to get more connected with other mamas like you and feel encouraged and not so alone, head on over to Facebook and join the Mama You're Doing Great community private group. Also, make sure to share this episode with a friend that you think can use some words of encouragement. It would mean so much to me if you would take a second and leave a rating or a review. There will be days you think you're failing, but until next time, remember, Mama, you're doing great.